But don't you want to go? Go to that land, don't you want to go? Go to that land, don't you want to go? To that land where I'm bound, where I'm bound. Nothing but love, love in that land. Nothing but love, love in that land. Nothing but love in that land where I'm bound, where I'm bound. Nothing but joy, joy in that land. Nothing but joy, joy in that land. Nothing but joy in that land where I'm bound, where I'm bound. Nothing but peace, peace in that land. Nothing but peace in that land. Nothing but peace in that land where I'm bound, where I'm bound. I've got a savior in that land. I've got a savior in that land. I've got a savior in that land where I'm bound, where I'm bound. Don't you wanna go? Go to that land. Don't you wanna go? Go to that land. Don't you wanna go? Go to that land where I'm bound, where I'm bound. Welcome to the Passion for Christ show. So glad to have you, friend. Hey, I'm your host, Bruce Kessler, and I just want to let you know I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see in him alone I find peace, joy, happiness. I'm blessed beyond measure, more than I could ever deserve. My goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we're going to be talking about pressing on, pressing on. That's right, folks. But before we get there, we got a few things along the way. And the first is headline news. Oh, folks, get this. You won't believe this. NASA recently hired two dozen theologians at the Center of Theological Inquiry in Princeton, New Jersey, to offer religious guidance to people if contact with aliens were ever to occur. That's right, folks. That's right. Carl Pilcher, the former head of NASA's Astrobiology Institute said NASA enlisted the theologians to consider the implications of applying the tools of late 20th and early 21st century science to questions that have been considered in religious traditions for hundreds or thousands of years. Reverend Dr. Andrew Davison, a University of Cambridge religious scholar and one of the 24 theologians on the new project agreed that if humans were ever to make contact with aliens, it would be useful to have thought through the implications in advance. Can you believe this, folks? Davison believes that a large number of people would turn to their religion's traditions for guidance if such contact were to occur and that it would present significant ramifications for the standing and dignity 
of human life. According to CTI director Will Starrer, the 24 theologians hope to see serious scholarship being published in books and journals regarding extraterrestrials and discovering the profound wonder and mystery and implication of finding microbial life on another planet. Over the years, more people have begun to believe in the possibility of extraterrestrial life. In fact, a Pew Research study found that two-thirds of Americans believe that aliens exist, with more younger Americans holding to that fact. Can you believe that, folks? NASA hires 24 theologians to examine Implications of contact with aliens. Can you believe it? I tell you what. Take care of those dastardly aliens. Mm, can you believe that? NASA hiring 24 theologians to examine the implications of contact with aliens. Mm-mm. Mm. Well, now, get this, friend, get this. Health, faith, and finances are the three most common topics of New Year's resolutions, according to a new LifeWay research survey that examined what Americans focus on when the calendar turns. The poll found that 44% of U.S. adults say They've made a resolution about their health in the past, while 29% say they've made a resolution about their relationship with God, and another 29% have made a resolution about their finances. About one in four adults say they've made a resolution about relationships with their family member. According to Scott McConnell, LifeWay Research Director, says that New Year's resolutions reflect the changes people aspire to make. The COVID-19 pandemic may have forced or encouraged more people to make changes outside the annual reminder a New Year brings, but a New Year's resolution is still something most Americans have made at some point in their life. About half, 48% of Christians who attend a worship service at least four times a month say they've made a resolution about their relationship with God, while 20% of those who attend less than once a month have done so. Meanwhile, about half of Christians who attend a worship service at least four or five times a month say they've made a resolution about their health Get that, friend. Get that. New Year's resolutions about God are popular. Lifeway poll shows. Very interesting indeed. What about you, friend? Did you or have you made a New Year's resolutions for 2022 yet? Hmm. I'll just wonder. But now get this, friend. This is stunning, stunning news. And we've been following this and similar news for a long time now. A longtime USA swimming official has resigned in protest after the University of Pennsylvania, 
Pennsylvania allowed a trans-identifying biological male to compete on the school women's swimming team despite competing for three years on the men's team. I told my fellow officials that I can no longer participate in a sport that allows biological men to compete against women, Cynthia Milan wrote in a resignation letter. Everything fair about swimming is being destroyed, she lamented. If Leah came on my deck as a referee, I would pull the coach aside and say, Leah can swim, but Leah can swim exhibition or a time trial. Leah cannot compete against those women because that is not fair. Mylan, who resigned on December 17th, was actively involved as a swimming official for around 30 years. On Monday, she appeared on Fox News and she stressed the unfair nature of biological men competing against biological women. The fact is that swimming is a sport in which bodies compete against bodies. Identities do not compete against identities. And from the very beginning, when you start as an age grouper, swimmers are divided by sex and by age group. From the very beginning, USA Swimming recognizes that boys swim differently than girls. The now former swimming official also asserted that the biological changes that take place in boys and girls during puberty make a big difference in how they perform athletically. Boys will always have larger lung capacity, larger hearts, greater circulation, bigger skeleton, and less fat. Girls go through pu puberty, and they have a double whammy. They not only grow breasts and hips, but they have periods. They often have a total different center of gravity. They have to learn how to swim all over again. The statement for women is simply this. You don't matter. What you do is not important. And girls are going to be thrown under the bus by all this. Mm, can you believe that? How amazingly sad that the direction that this country is headed. USA swimming official resigns after 30 years over trans athlete policy. Folks, this is truly disturbing and unfair on all levels that you can even think of. Right, folks? We need to pray for these kind of folks to stand up and say what needs to be done and tell the truth more than anything. Tell the truth. And that's our headline news for this broadcast. And now, folks, this day in church history. On this day in church history, January 1st in 1893, fell on a Sunday. 
one of England's notable preachers, Charles Spurgeon, based a sermon written for that day on the common practice of making a New Year's resolution. Taking Psalms 115 as his text, he urged his listeners to worship the living God in a living manner and to bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Here is one of his quotes. During that sermon, Spurgeon's resolution for the new year, 1893, he says this, Begin to praise him in the tone of your spirit. May God, the blessed comforter, help you to do it by a calm, equable frame of mind, by a divine placidity of temper, by a complete subjection of the will to him so that you shall not feel it to be subjection, but find it to be your delight that the Lord should do with you whatever pleases him. It is blessed to praise God so that our very thoughts praise him, not by effort, but as flowers pour out their perfume, so that our inmost soul praises him, just as the birds sing, not as if it were a task, but because it cannot help it. Was it not made to sing? Can I get an amen, folks, for that? Amen. And that's this day in church history. Folks, we have a little bit of fun with Name That Bible Character. Okay, folks, here is your clue. It's a good one. I was the first man in the Bible to die a natural death. Who am I? Here's your clue one more time. I was the first man in the Bible to die a natural death. Who am I? It's a good one, folks. We'll answer this. We'll... Reveal the answer to this tantalizing clue following our study segment. So stay tuned, folks, for that exciting reveal in our final segment of Name That Bible Character. Okay, folks, it's time for our study segment now. Get your Bible, get you a cup of coffee, I have mine right here. Get your Bibles, pull up a chair, and let's open up God's fantastic and powerful Word. Folks, it's a new year. Welcome to 2022. Isn't it wonderful to be alive? Another day, another opportunity that God has given us all. What a wonderful time in which we live. Well, let me ask you a couple of series of questions. What did you do well in 2021? What did you do well in 2021? 
What was your or some of your biggest successes in 2021? And for that matter, what was some of your biggest failures? Or did you make a New Year's resolution? And if you did make a New Year's resolution, did you follow through with that? Or like most people, after about a month, the resolution falls by the wayside. What about your resolution? Or what about your success? What about the fact that maybe there are some, some things that came up in 2021 that you realize you need to improve on? What about that? What are some things you need to improve on in 2022? Well, let me ask you this. Did the uh, pandemic that we went through, did it add to your fear factor? Did it cause you to be more negative? Did it cause you to be more positive? So today, friend, this is a new year, new beginnings as such, new mindset, if you will. We're still on our journey, but it's a newer adventure. Now, maybe Omicron will get worse. Maybe it won't. Maybe there'll be a new epidemic that will come on the horizon. We just don't know. Maybe a new strain of flu. Maybe life will throw its worst curveball yet. We have absolutely no idea. And Paul is going to address a subject called pressing on. And he's going to present two key fundamental facts that we need to keep in mind during the year 2022. Turn with me in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 3, and we're going to start reading in verse 12. Philippians chapter 3, starting in verse 12. Paul says this, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ also has laid hold of me. Verse 13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Maybe this needs to be our theme for the rest of the year. Pressing onward. Pressing forward. So Paul presents two, I think, key fundamental thoughts here. One, he says, I have not attained, already attained, or basically he says, I have not been perfected just yet. And the second thing he says is, I have not apprehended. So what is he talking about here? What is the 
things he wants to convey to us today. Well, for me, let's talk about what he says here, first of all, in verse 12. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected. So Paul says, I haven't, already, I haven't arrived. I am not perfect. I have not yet been perfect. It's good to hear leaders convey this humble spirit, don't you think? This humble spirit of, I may look to you like I am the most powerful spiritual person on this planet. And you would think that that would be true with the Apostle Paul. But he says very simply, no, I, I am not perfect by any stretch. I have not yet reached spiritual maturity. That as one of my professors used to say, I am so holy that I do no earthly good. Paul says, no, 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 no. You, you don't know who I am. You don't know. In fact, he says in verse 7, But what things were gained to me, these I have counted lost for Christ. It's a work in progress. It's this cultivation of going onward. A realization that God is not through with me yet, friend. If you're like me, you realize God still working on my soul. God is still working on my life. That's how we have to look at this and perceive this. Now, I will say this, that some people will use the statement, I am not perfect. I am imperfect. And they will use that as a way to excuse their bad behavior. They will use that in a way in which they will excuse their sin issues and their weaknesses without any accountability at all. They want to rationalize the way that they live so that they can continue on with that. But Paul says, no, 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 that's not. The way a Christian is to perceive his life and journey in Christ Jesus. Friend, you nor I have attained. We have not yet been perfected. God is still chiseling on our brains and on our souls. There's still a lot of work to do as long as we're still living. And it doesn't matter what age you are. But notice what else he says. But I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. I press on. Paul is basically saying that I am continuing to pursue the things that I know will please Christ. I can't be stagnant, Paul is saying. I can't be happy just being safe and comfortable. And so he uses this phrase that I must and I will press on because there are bigger things that God, through His Son, Jesus Christ, is offering me. 
And that's the way we need to look at 2022 as well, friend. Pressing on. Humbled spirit. We're not yet perfected. Neither was the Apostle Paul. And then he says this in verse 13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended or to take possession of a thing. He says, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward. So there's two things in this process of pressing on. You forget those things behind you. Now, I think he means a couple of things. I think he means, yeah, if you forget those bad, ugly, terrible decisions that you made in 2021, you, leave, you can't do anything about those. you got to move forward. And you, the only way to do that is to forget. And I don't think he's meaning that you will forget what type of person that you were or the decisions that you made completely but that you will remember them to the point that they don't dominate your life in the now in the moment i'm going to forget those things they're not going to hold power over me christ's will is more powerful than that and so paul says i'm not going to allow that I'm going to put those things behind me and I'm going to reach forward. I'm going to reach forward. That reaching forward gives the sense of an idea, you know, like a football player, a receiver. Just imagine a receiver when the, when the quarterback launches a bomb and the receiver just dives completely, giving up his whole body, reaching his arms out to catch the ball. He's given it everything he has. And that's the sense of this phrase. Reaching forward to those things which are ahead. And what is those things that are ahead? It is verse 14. It is the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It's that call to live and to be a success spiritually and to grow spiritually and to move forward spiritually to that wonderful ultimate goal, ultimate prize of heaven. Both of those things are envisioned here. So let me ask you this, friend. What do you need to remove from your life that's mudding up your goal of the upward call of God through Christ Jesus. What do you need to remove in 2022 that caused you not to go through this process that Paul is talking about here, pressing on? What are some things that you need to do? I bet you if you just sit down and pray over it and write it down, you'll see what some of those things are. Don't get a whole bunch of things and try to do it all at once. But pray that the Spirit of God and His Word reveal what some of those things are. And like the Apostle Paul, 
who says in verse 8 of Philippians 3, Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. What are you willing to do in 2022 to gain Christ? And I'll leave that question to you, friend, to answer. And that's our study for this broadcast. And now, folks, we have the conclusion to name that Bible character. Here was your clue. I was the first man in the Bible to die a natural death. Who am I? Well, it's Adam. Genesis 5 verse 5. And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years. And he died. There you go, folks. I was the first man in the Bible to die a natural death. Who am I? Adam. And name that. Bible character. Well, folks, you too can become a follower of the greatest movement ever, follower of Jesus Christ, by submitting your life to Him in repentance and submitting your life to Him in baptism. You receive a blessing that passes all understanding, a blessing that you didn't even deserve. And yet now you find. Folks, my goal here is very simple, and that is to encourage you along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Visit our website, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com. Well, friend, I just want to tell you this. What a privilege and an honor it's been for me to have you walking along my side during this show. May God bless you I want to be ready I want to be ready I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem just like John Oh John Oh John what did you say Walk in Jerusalem just like John that you'd be there on judgment day Walk in Jerusalem just like John I want to be ready I want to be ready I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem just like John. John said the city was just four square. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. And he declared he'd meet me there. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem just like John. Now sinners mind. How you step on the cross Walk in Jerusalem just like John Your foot might slip And your soul get lost Walk in Jerusalem just like John I want to be ready, I want to be ready, I want to be ready To walk in Jerusalem just like John